Hey folks, how you doing out there? Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It must be, hey, it must be Thursday. Either that or I'm, either that or I'm confusing my days. No, it's Thursday. Welcome everyone. Happy, uh, happy Thursday to you. Um, as always, it's uh, great to be here and uh, talking to you, our audience. Uh, really happy to be doing this. Um, this week, we're going to be uh, sort of pay- dovetailing off of uh, something that I wrote last week about uh, embracing what you suck at. And uh, gosh knows I, I suck at plenty and talked about that last week. Hope you enjoyed that. I uh, had lots of friends actually writing to me uh, humorously, t- uh, informing me about more things that I suck at. Thanks. Uh, nothing like having good friends to remind you of how much you suck. Um, and uh, and then I had a, uh, somebody who read uh, the column, this week's column this morning, and, uh, and got on my case about uh, t- telling it uh, about how my daughter sucks at acting. She doesn't really, actually. Um, she's actually she's actually quite good, um, which is too bad because she actually reads the column each week and doesn't listen to the podcast. So she's going to be sitting there uh, pissed as hell at me come uh, tomorrow morning. But um, she she knows I love her anyways. Uh, but I, I thought um, I thought it was really interesting in the response. <clears throat> that I got to last week's column, because even though it's uh, humorously entitled uh, Embrace What You Suck At, um, it's a, it definitely is more of a feel-good, um, philosophical, uh, you know, sort of self-improvement um, piece. And, and I really like it a lot. Um, but I had a friend of mine comment to me about how you know, it was... Um, that if you, you went back a, a several weeks ago to a column I wrote that uh, sparked a lot of people uh, writing in and or um, leaving comments online, etc., um, that the column I wrote about uh, shaming people, uh, shaming not people, but the behaviors in regards to the lack of exercise or dietary choices, um, that that column, <laughs> there was a lot more um, reaction and uh, feedback to that column, even if it was negative. And, uh, and of course, when you do things like Facebook algorithms, et cetera, et cetera, um, there's a point out there to which um, there are plenty of people who do what I do uh, for a living um, that will uh, gravitate towards and, um, and provoke with that in mind. They will intentionally, if you will, poke the bear because the bear is by poking the bear and getting lots of people to write. And even if it's negative publicity, you know, it's that whole idea of kids wanting, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's good publicity or bad publicity, it's publicity. And, and I, um, so I had a friend of mine write to me like, you know, you should probably go to poking the bear more often. It certainly increases your Facebook algorithms, which were by the way, off the chart, uh, for that article on, um, that article on shaming of behaviors. And I, I, you know, it's, it um, leads to an interesting dilemma. It leads, number one, to an observation and number two to a dilemma for me. And um, the observation, well, let me start with the, let me start with the, um, let me start with the observation, actually. It is easier to go that way. And the observation is, is that there's a heck of a lot of negativity out there, um, that people are far more inclined uh, to get up and say something and to, to make a comment about an article or about a piece of writing or about um, anything out there in social media, they're far more likely to take the time to utter responses in the negative. 
um, we're more driven, we're more motivated by anger and vitriol than the people who will take the time and read something and be like, yeah, that that piece about embrace what you suck at, which I, I to be honest, I, I really liked that piece. I really enjoyed writing it. I had had the idea for a long time and let it germinate and, and organically grow into the piece that it became. And, and I really liked it a lot. Um, and that's not to say that there weren't people who didn't um, write about it, who didn't appreciate it, who, you know, I got lots of comments about it from, from other folks, mostly in my personal life, but um, it didn't gravitate nearly the social media buzz. And that, that's the dilemma, right? That, that you then go, wow, like that seems, um, it would seem that one would be in, sort of impelled to, to write that kind of piece more often, that I would intentionally try to, try to stir up controversy or um, try to drive algorithms and numbers and um, gain popularity that way. And it's, and it's just not the way I work. Um, and I understand why other people do it. I'm not faulting them for in this world of um, in this world of social media and hype and publicity, um, especially when you take a look. I wrote a while back about YouTubers who make God knows how much money um, by getting people to you know they at first they'll pay for people to to like and bots. Um, to like their stuff so that it actually increases the algorithms, which then um, they then use that to generate an actual audience. And I just, I just don't ever want to be at that point. Um, I, you know, some of the columns that we write on here are positive, some of them are negative, but regardless, they're true to me. And that, um, I think that's a big part of who I am and who I'll always be um, in any case. Uh, so if you ever wonder where my pieces come from or why uh, what something uh, one week might strike you as philosophical, one week political, uh, to be perfectly honest, it's just what's going through the, my flipping brain and uh, I'll never write any different. That, my friends, is the truth. And with that, I bring you, make your kids do something and then don't give a damn. In last week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, I discussed embracing the things we suck at. For me, one of those things includes ball sports. You'll note that that does not, by sheer technicality, include hockey, which is played with a flat-shaped disc called a puck. But that's no matter. My high school and adult league teammates alike will all tell you I suck at that too. But I, nonetheless, but I play nonetheless. And that's the whole point. I play and so should your kids. We've all heard the astronomically far-fetched odds of your child going on to become a professional athlete. Overall, a little over 7% of high school athletes go on to play a varsity sport in college, and less than 2% of high school athletes go on to play at NCAA Division I schools. Given that only about 1.6% of college athletes actually make it to the professional level, the percentage of high school athletes that make it to the pros at any level, get ready for this of all of you who have dreams, right, of your kids playing pro sports, it's a scant 0.08%. You have a better chance of catching herpes from a urinal, as you may just try to convince your girlfriend, <laughs> than you do of watching your kid shag a fly balls in Yankee Stadium. 
So why then should I be such a vociferous advocate for high school athletics? The answer comes down to how and why I coached when I took over a previously non-existent Mullen hockey program in 2004. As a high school player myself back in the late 1980s, I was a third-line hack who rarely saw the ice. Even as a senior on a team with little talent, my role was minimal at best. But I showed up for every single game in practice, and I skated my ass off. My teammates laughed because I didn't even know how to skate backwards when I showed up for my first varsity practice. That's, that's true, by the way. <laughs> but they always knew that they could count on my heart and spirit as the guy who finished sprints near the front of the pack out of nothing more than sheer determination. I learned how to work with others, to be part of a team, even with folks I sometimes hated off the ice. And I figured out how to persevere in the midst of adversity, even though I knew I was never going to go anywhere with my hockey career, and it often may have felt easier to just quit. Okay, it may also have been where I first learned how to do a keg stand. Regardless, these were lessons that transformed my character and sense of community despite the fact that I had absolutely zero chance of getting on the ice again once I showed up at Colgate University. Uh, by the way, we were at Colgate we, my freshman year. We were actually made the NCAA finals against Wisconsin. We lost, of course. I hate Wisconsin. Go fuck yourself, Wisconsin. Not like the whole state, just like the University of Wisconsin hockey program. I think that's surfacing. So when I went to coach hockey at the high school level, I was intentionally conscious to remember those lessons I learned from my own playing days and make them the focus of my teachings. Yes, of course we did drills and implemented strategies and tried like hell to win, but all of those things were peripheral to me. Throughout my tenure as a coach, I always kept sight of what the real purpose was for our being there. It wasn't to win game. These, gay, these kids would forget what their high school win-loss record was before the time they had their first legal beer. Note, I said legal. It wasn't to prepare them for futures in college, college of the pros. We eventually won a state championship with that team in 2007. By the way, not having anything to do with my, my coaching talent, but okay. But even then, only one of my players went on to make her living playing hockey, and you know I love you, Jackie Thode. No, my role was to help them learn the same lessons of perseverance, dedication, and camaraderie that had been instilled in me nearly 20 years before. Given the remarkable humans many of these former players have gone on to become, I like to think it worked. Now, sports is not by any means the only vehicle through which to teach these invaluable lessons. I taught at a performing arts school. There, like, there are many other ways, right? My daughter has never even had the desire to watch a sport, let alone play one. But she has been a wonderful cast member in a series of theatrical performances throughout the last several years. And of course, I have seen every single one of those performances. She's not that good. Don't get me wrong. She may go on to have a prodigious acting career that spans decades of legendary performances. <clears throat> but from what I've seen thus far, I really hope she doesn't drop out of college to make her name and fortune in Los Angeles. But I don't care. Drama has taught her many of the same lessons of cooperation, commitment, and drive that I learned through sports. And there are countless other opportunities outside of athletics for doing the same. Be it choir or robotics club or student council, you name it. And I'm, I'm just giving a short list here. You can go on forever. All of these serve to instill valuable lessons for further personal development. In the end, 
I don't care what my kids specifically choose to engage in, as long as they're engaging in something. Because the alternative is that they engage in screens. And that teaches them nothing other than to tune out the external world and delve further into a self-perpetuated solitude. When left to their own devices, both figuratively and literally, many kids will eschew healthy, cooperative activities that require their dedication and engagement and instead turn their attention to a world of screens which do not require active thought or participation. It is through our connection with others, by interacting with a world that is bigger than ourselves, that our sense of purpose and meaning is derived, a force that gives us legs when the journey becomes beleaguering. So sign your kids up for something. Make them choose something. And then, just don't give a damn about what it is or how they do. Ah, folks, once again, we've come to that portion of the show. That portion of the show where John Mayer... That's right, the sultry tones. John Mayer is going to take us out of here. Folks, thank you for joining us on Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. As always, I'm Stephen Craig, host of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. We'll see you back here next Thursday. I'm also known as The Breeze. Also known as Craigers. Craig Dodds. Steven. Asshole to some of you who know me best. One way or another, come back next week. Love to have you. Please spread the word. I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all.